I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Welcome back to the Dune Saga Podcast. I'm David Moulton. I'm Scott Herzog. And I'm Jim Arrowwood. And thank you for joining us once again here. Uh, we've been away for some time. It's huh? been a long time. I bet it's been about two years, maybe more. Mm, just about. But, maybe uh, more. There's a lot of exciting things to talk about. Um, we have a Dune movie coming uh, out. Shahalud provides. Yes, yes. May Shahalud. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get into the meat and potatoes. Well, we miss you guys. We just want to say that. Yeah. We do miss talking Dune. Uh, we've been doing tons of other stuff. We still are podcasting. It's not like we like, you know, Mike dropped and walked out because we hate each other. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jim might. Jim might. You know, it's, it's, he's just over there playing his loot, and yeah. we'll be good to go. You know, so, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some of our other projects that we've got going on. If you are interested in hearing more of us, if you've enjoyed the Dune Saga podcast, or if you're just tuning in and you want to learn more about uh, what we're still doing, the three of us are still doing book reviews, book discussions over at The Orbital Sword, which you can find on any of your podcast sources or orbitalsword.com. Um, and you can come. We are doing uh, it's uh, heavily listener f- driven. So every other month we're switching between fantasy and sci fi. And right. uh, normally we have a poll up. Uh, right now we're in the middle of a series for the sci-fi, so the the sci-fi's are kind of not having a poll. Yeah, but uh, too far in. Yeah, but generally we are doing a poll with three to four books to choose. The listeners can choose what we're going to read next. Um, so that's very exciting. We've been doing that almost from immediately since the Dune Saga podcast went on hiatus. We went straight over to there. Right. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. We've covered a lot of different things. Yeah, we enjoyed talking to each other. Yeah. Let's continue this. Right. right. And, yeah. uh, and we are reading some awesome books. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, when we say awesome, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, James S.A. Corey books we're really enjoying right yeah. now. So. Yeah. Uh, David's even, even introduced me to fantasy that I have enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is surprising because uh, Jim would not say he's a fantasy person. That's right. And I've definitely hated a lot of things. So That's true. That's true. That's 2140 me. is his favorite. <laughs> That's why you are the rant master. That's right. Like we, have, we now have new titles on this other show. Jim has released his new loot album. You want to tell us about it, Jim? Sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still in production. So yeah, I'm still trying to around. learn how to do uh, purple haze on the loops yeah, <laughs> while riding a sandworm. Bring it on! <laughs> there so, you go. So above and beyond the orbital sword, we also have our own projects that we work on. Past that, Scott, you've got at least one other podcast. What, what do you have going on? So uh, there's a couple things going on. I have a um, so th- I'm still doing the sci-fi diner. We just uh, I was doing that when we did the Dune Saga podcast. We just surpassed our 10 year mark. Oh, uh, over, over 700 episodes it's pretty insane uh what we've been doing over that time we are continuing to record 
bi-weekly in that with some of the same crew that I've been with, Miles and um, and and M. But also we've added a uh, Chrissy Rassensperger and um, and uh, Dave Sellers who are also part of that podcast now. So we have up to five people in the podcast. It's the largest one I've ever run, and we have a uh, some great chemistry going on there. So absolutely enjoying that podcast. Also. Um, casually doing the road apple guide to lancaster which is a more of a localized tourist uh visitor guide to the area that i live in and my wife and i have a bed and breakfast so it's kind of an extension on that as far as business goes that's been on a winter hiatus i look to bring it back here in about a month um also casually doing um adventures in adhd parenting um but again only a few episodes out on that and kind of up in the air as to how that is all being handled. But that's at least the uh, the nuts and bolts of it. And where can people find these shows? Uh, so they, they're going to be available in all all the podcatchers and everything else. Uh, there are Facebook pages and there's websites. If you go to uh, zogpodstudios.com, I think that'll take you there as well. All the all the projects I have going on and have had going on are up there. Awesome. awesome. So that's, uh, that's really good. Cool. Yeah. So. Now, Jim, I feel like you've been traveling the star systems with your podcast. Absolutely. Let's hear about them. <laughs> well, first of all, there's uh, my blog, jimsci-fi.blogspot.com, where I, I occasionally write about books and movies and things like that. Um, I'm also involved with uh, the Babylon Project podcast. We are currently releasing shows that uh, we're in season four with that. And uh, I'm also part of a podcast called Bound by Honor. Uh, and that is a Klingon assault group podcast. CAG.org slash podcast is where you find that, where we are doing almost exclusively books in the Star Trek universe that involve Klingons. However, we've also branched out into doing a series of Romulan books. And so we, we we're kind of bouncing back and forth with that releasing about anywhere between a month and six weeks. So that's, um, that's what I'm involved with at the moment. Very cool. Very cool. I have uh, a show that's movie-related called the Penn Cinema Podcast. Yes, it's, you do. It's in association with a theater chain here on the East Coast called Penn Cinema. So you can find that at thepensinemapodcast.com. Or if you just Google Penn Cinema, you'll find uh, their websites and uh, social media. You can find info to that. And uh, it's mostly just current events, uh, trailer breakdowns, and a weekly review of a movie. So... That's what I got. So now that we've got that out of the way, you know how to find us. You know how to keep in touch with us. It's time to get into what you're really here for. Dune. Dune. <laughs> nothing good. No, nothing's happening in the Dune world. No, nothing. No, nothing at all. So <laughs> big, big news. And they released that Dennis, how do you say his last name? Oh, you mean the French guy? Yeah. Is, is he the French guy? Is the, that right? The gentleman who... who Dennis Villeneuve. Is that right? Villeneuve? That sounds probably right. He directed the newest ahead, Blade Dad. Runner. Oh, yeah. The newest Blade Runner, which yeah. you know got mixed reviews. Uh, I think pronounced Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Thank you. See, uh, yeah. Jim is a resident <laughs> French expert. Yeah. You have to know French to play the lute. That's, yeah, apparently yeah. Uh, that's a requirement. Like uh, most no. most lute music's written in French. That's true. No, <laughs> wrong. German. 
German? German. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I played Mate, German. Balisset. The Balisset's French. I'm sorry. That's so French easy to get confused. It is. They look. They look the same. <laughs> oh, they barely say. So we've got this new movie. We're getting we're getting hate from French. I know. French, <laughs> French Dune fans Dune are going to hate us. So sorry. <laughs> Apologies uh, ahead of time or behind the times, whatever. So yeah. So we have him directing it. How do we feel about him helming this project? Have we all seen Blade Runner 2099? Is that what it's called? 20 yeah, or something like that. 2140? 40? No, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, but all the Neither visual stuff, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I'm not, and I and I should, and I and yeah. I I wanted to because I'm a huge fan of the original Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and um, but I hear from sci-fi fans that it's very satisfying. It's more the like casual moviegoer that maybe wasn't as into it. Right. Um, no. See, I caught a lot of negative vibes on that and I it just didn't motivate me to go and see it. Right. Right. I'm not horribly familiar with the original content. I mean I have seen it but never was like uh, a big part of my life, so it, it didn't make me want to see the new one. So based on our I mean it was a it was certainly like visually was grittier. Um, I think Blade Runner itself tends to be more of a gritty movie. And I think that tone certainly does carry through when you talk about redoing a Dune movie. Right. Uh, Cause you're on Arrakis and um, certainly if there's any place that's going to be gritty, it's Arrakis. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Planet, planet <laughs> of sand, right. Um, uh, with a political landscape that is less than optimal. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, will he do it well? Time will tell. Time yeah. will tell. Um, but along with this, we have had a long list of near constant uh, casting news. And it's been funny. At some point, like towards towards the, the last casting reveal, the titles stopped being, can you believe this person is involved with Dune or so-and-so is involved with Dune? It was more like... Uh, yet another person is involved with Dune or who isn't involved basically right, right. at this point. It is, it is kind of a who's who of Hollywood a little bit. Right. I mean, you know, uh, and we, we can probably just run down through the list and just talk it. about it. So, uh, you know, obviously one of the top people in the cast is Jason Momoa, our, our Aquaman playing Duncan Idaho. Uh, so what do you think of him being the Duncan Idaho of the, of this movie? I can't picture it. Yeah. I would say of all of all the casting choices so far, this one is the one that I have the most trouble with. Um, not because Jason Momoa, uh, no knocking on his ability, but he's so buff at this point. He doesn't strike me as who I imagine Duncan being, who like is, I imagine Duncan as a, as a sword fighter, as a, as a, a thinner, more agile type of character, more lithe, more yeah, more lithe. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe maybe Jason Momoa back when he was on Stargate, when he was that size, but he's so buff now. It just I just can't. He he doesn't it doesn't it doesn't suit for me. But the, the fighter aspect of it, maybe yeah, maybe 
it could it could be pulled off, especially since in this specific story he's not heavily involved. Oh, well, all he needs to do is take off his shirt, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll you'll appeal to the female. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm making some generalizations here, and but you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think, Jim, about Jason Momoa in this role? I I am totally uh, with David on this. The guy is just too big. You know, um, as I as I recalled from the books, he, you know, the the warrior or the swordsmen of Ginaz weren't they weren't uh, they didn't seem to have that kind of physical training that they would build up and you know have shoulders five feet wide and things like that these these, they were just kind of normal people who were trained to use their brains as well as their physical attributes uh to win battles and i i don't i don't understand a muscle man in that role don't get me wrong. I envisioned him as muscular, but not like this. Not ripped like Aquaman yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, no. I, I think I expect more like, uh, I don't even know, like Daredevil times uh, uh, Ben Affleck type of ripped. You know, like they're they're built, but they're not like overly. Because I think that's part of what the the Swordmasters of Gina is like. It's like you you. They were unopposing, but then they would surprise their opponent on how they could turn things around. Absolutely. And and mm-hmm. Jason Momoa is definitely a threatening character if you were to see him coming at you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely imposing. What about Lady Jessica? We got Rebecca Ferguson playing Lady Jessica here. And if you aren't familiar with the name, she was in, I think, most of the Mission Impossible movies. Um, last two at least well and also in I guess seven which is supposedly being made um, uh, she was in uh, Men in Black International I think, I think it's coming out um, she was in The Greatest Showman and um, Life Girl on the Train as she has a lot of acting chops behind her um, I'm trying to think what other ones that she was in um, but yeah yeah uh, Quite recently, she was in The Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. And uh, she was she was the one hit wonder on that movie, uh, Jenny Lind. Right, right. But I I think she's going to be really good. Frankly, what I've seen her in, I've really enjoyed her performances, and I think if she's you know if the part's written well, I think she'll be awesome. Oh, she, I think she certainly carries maybe the look for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say that she certainly has the look and certainly has the acting chops to kind of deliver that. For sure. Um, she, you know, her her eyes yes. um, that will will help a great deal with that. And you need to, I think, is, uh, I, think, I think you need those eyes in there, certainly. Mm-hmm. So Stilgar, Stilgar uh, Javier Bardem. I think is the way you say Bardem. his name. Bardem. Oh, I love this casting. This I, I think this is dead on. Yeah. For me. He's just he has this accent that just I guess from the TV series, the the heavy accents the the um Fremen have. He just it just reminds me of that. I just I'm totally on board with his portrayal of uh, as Stilgar. 
Yeah, uh, No Country from Old Men, Skyfall. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot that um, he was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I get the most recent one, which I didn't watch, but um, but certainly has. Uh, I, I think he he has he certainly has a look when I think mm-hmm. of a Stilgar. Yeah. Um, any th- any thoughts on that, uh, Jim? Um, I, I like I like the way he looks. Uh, he he's kind of rugged looking, and and I think he'll make a very good Stilgar. Yeah, you know when we're, when we're talking about uh, when we talk about greatest showman casting, uh, Zadea, I think it's Zendaya. Zendaya. Thank you, Chani is rumored. She's not confirmed yet, but she's apparently part of the casting, and maybe she's not confirmed. I thought well, she was. it doesn't say it on IMDb. Doesn't have it confirmed, but she was, of course. In the Greatest Showman, also in going to be in Spider-Man: Homecoming, or was in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, and so I mean, what do you think? Here's what I thought. Well, first off, I think that she's a great actress, right? And I think that that she'll actually probably do really well in this role. But yes, I do too. My initial thought was, I don't know, she's just so young, and then I realized that I'm just so old. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> and then I'm not supposed to be attracted to Cheney anymore. It's more, I'm, I got to go for Lady Jessica, I guess. Lady Jessica. <laughs> She's only supposed to be what, about 16, 17 anyway? Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll so, fit. I, I think, I think she'll do a good job. Yeah. And she looks appropriately aged for Timothy Claremont. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. So let's talk about probably one of the, Biggest roles you look for is, of course, Paul Atreides, right? Uh, and uh, he becomes our our next person, kind of on the list. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. That's is that, that is that the way you say yeah, his name? Something like I'm that. guessing at French here. But, yeah. Um, Jim, I would say you, yeah, probably. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim is our French expert, yeah. so uh, we'll go with what he's saying. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. You know, I don't I don't recognize a lot of the things that he's been in. What are some? So you know. Uh, well, there's a lot in pre-production. Let me see here. Worst friends, Interstellar. He was a, he was 15 years old when he did this. The boy, yeah, the boy. Um, Homeland, he was in. Uh, but that's it. Like not a lot that. I, but can he play the role? I don't know that I can judge that. I feel yeah. I don't know enough. This this may be one of those situations where it's best left to someone like him who we don't know about than it is to give it to an actor that you'll see that actor and not be able to unsee them right as as anything right are you familiar with him at all jim um outside of interstellar no uh you know but again i i look at his his picture and he also has, you know, in his facial features, he's got these these eyes that look kind of hypnotic. Mm. And, you know, that that's kind of what you would expect from Paul. Um, you know, and he and he's got a he, he looks young like he should, you know, 15, yeah. 16 years old, whatever it is. Uh you, you know, and, and as far as the cast is concerned. I think they're only going to do as well as the writing is. And that's oh, yeah. true too. Like yeah. we don't have any, we don't know. And we probably should talk a little bit about who's writing this uh, because that's going to make a big part on it. Right. 
yeah. as a as a part of it as well. Let's get through the cast. Yeah, so let's get through the cast. So uh, we have Thanos uh, playing Gurney Halleck. <laughs> so Josh, uh, Josh Brolin taking on the role of Gurney Halleck. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I mean, it's hard you know, to do. go ahead. I just saw Josh Brolin in a movie called Everest. Um, where he's playing this Marlboro man who paid $65,000 to climb to the top of a mountain and almost got, got killed and lost his nose and his hands and his feet. And I, I don't, I don't get this. You don't I'm, get it. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not for this. Now I, I don't have anything against Josh Brolin, but, um, I, I don't know. Patrick Stewart. I want Patrick Stewart back or, <laughs> uh, or someone like him, Tom Hardy, maybe, I don't know. But. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess I always go back to the mini series. It's like my view of these characters and, and, or even, even if you would view Patrick Stewart, like the Gurney Halleck character to me is always a little bit off his edge in appearance, like a little bit older, a little bit more like, semi-retired but still still uh, a, a big deal and josh brolin doesn't really give me that mm. he might also be similarly too buff for the role for me however i have seen him in a lot of things and he can, can transform himself and and do a lot of different roles so yeah oh he's definitely a good actor yeah so it could be just fine in fact i'm Really, I'm I'm okay with it. The only one that I really have a problem with is Jason Momoa. So, but what about Dave Bautista, who's playing Beast or Bad? <laughs> a little old for the role, but but totally the character. Totally, I mean, yeah. if you're gonna have the Beast, yeah. you know, look at what he's done with Guardians, and I think he fits a role in me when I'm thinking Beast or Bad. I think he could certainly carry it out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I I have a problem with Dave Bautista lately, you know, and all this flap that he's making with the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and everything, and I wonder if that's not going to, if that wouldn't spill over into this movie a little bit. I would, I would buy Jason Momoa as the Beast Raban. As the Beast Raban yeah. before that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but, we're, you know we're, we're looking at a year and a half, two years before this movie comes out. November, I think, yeah. 2020 is what they're saying. So so uh, it could change. Yeah, it could. What about Poe oh, Dameron? Things could change. What, what, what about Poe Dameron as Duke Leto Atreides, also known as Isaac, Oscar Isaac? Uh, he feels young. He does. They're going to have to age him a little bit. Yeah. I really like no. him as an actor. And as the Duke, like I just can't get past uh, the Lynch dude. Oh, not even not not the Lynch dude, the, the miniseries dude, and the and the character always is William um, Hunt. Yeah, hurt. yeah, hurt. but William Hurt, fantastic oh, portrayal. So like he is so regal and astute. I don't know that uh, Poe pulls it off. He could though. Have you seen Ex Machina? Well, and yeah, because he's in that, right? Yeah, and he is totally yeah. different in Ex Machina. Uh, I think, and he's aged up a little bit in that too, I think. 
I'm on board with this. I'm You're okay, on board? I'm, I'm okay with it. I think that maybe there could have been another choice, but as as that choice, I'm fine. <laughs> and how about this? How about I, this? Go ahead. I, I'm I'm not I'm not on board with this one myself. Oh. Okay, I like Oscar Isaac. I like well, I kind of like Poe Dameron. He's got he's got to redeem himself after he uh, after the, what he pulled in the last movie, um, <laughs> in Last Jedi. Uh, you know, he was an insubordinate a hole in that movie, as far as I was concerned. Language, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and that's kind of why I abbreviated it. But at any rate, at any rate, you know, when I think of, when I read a Dune book, when I think of Duke Leto Atreides, Jurgen Prochnov, is I, I can't get, I can't get by that one. It is, again, I view him as such a regal character in the books. And I am, I am having a little bit of trouble picturing him in that role. I think I think he has the look of the father of the guy they cast for Paul, and maybe that's what they were going for, but he doesn't quite fit the build for me. And maybe I'm I, 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 I admit I'm prejudging these characters. It's going to depend on the script, like we said. Yeah. But. Now let oh, me yeah. ask you this, Jim. All yeah. right. What if instead of Poe Dameron playing Leto, BB-8 played Leto? Would you be on board with that? <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> totally. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bloop, bloop. <laughs> oh my. Moving on, we have Baron Harkonnen or Harkonnen. So Stellan Skarsgard. Skarsgard, the guy that played uh well, he was in the Thor movies. Um and uh and many other things. Many yeah, I'm I'm yeah. totally prejudging. He's been a ton of stuff and have some of the stuff he's been up here, but Obviously, uh, Goodwill Hunting, uh, Nymphomaniac, Amistad, a ton, a ton of other movies that he's been in. Um, I love this. I mean, they're obviously going to have to fat suit him up, but I, yeah, I think he is a great character. He plays crazy well. He plays angry well. He does he play plays crazy mean. well. He's gonna he he. He, and he has that similar. He has a diversity of character, the way to deliver character that I think you see in Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. And he's got a little bit of an accent that I hope they keep that just like I think will add to the character. Yeah. So. I know. Any thoughts, Jim? Um, yeah. He, uh, I, I think he'll be great. Because this is one of those actors that can do anything you ask him to do, and and he'll do it well. Uh, he just always things that I've seen him in most of the time. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> so when they first announced it, I was kind of like, "Huh, what? You know, they're gonna take one of the nicest guys on the planet and turn him into Baron Harkonnen?" But no, I you know, I, I it'll be interesting. It, the entire cast. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the characters, and especially this one. No, I agree. I agree. Well, how about our uh, David Dash? I can't pronounce his last name. Can you do that, Jim? David uh, Dash Malishin. Dash Mal Malkian. Malkian. Thank das you. Malkian, we, we have him as uh, what Petri de Viris. 
the uh, Debris yeah. is the uh, the Mentat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Twisted yeah, Twisted. Well, so he's a guy from Ant Man. He was in he was in Batman. He was also in Blade Runner. So I think there's a connection in that the newest Blade Runner movie. Um, I think he'll be able to pull this off well. Who was he in Ant Man? So he was one of the guys. So remember the guy that tells all the backstory. He was one of his friends. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, but, yeah. The, but not the not the, the black guy, the other the, guy, the skinny, yeah. yeah, oh, perfect, perfect role, yeah, skinny, lanky, yeah, oh, absolutely, he's got the look. I think he, had, well, and that's, I would agree with that. I think that he, I think that he fits the role for me. Yeah, Jim, any thoughts on that? Yeah, he he does look, uh, he he does have the look for sure. You know, the the other one that I was kind of pulling for in that role was uh, Robin Taylor. Yes, I can see that. Uh, Oswald Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see that as well, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, this guy looks like he could just almost be his be his brother or something. So, yeah, he's uh he'll be good. And probably last one on the central cast is Charlotte uh, Rampling who's playing Reverend Mother Mohayam. She looks regal. She looks like she can pull the part. I mean, she's done her movies, and again, I'm not, like you said, I'm not really familiar with a ton of her movies. Uh, she did a swimming pool, Never Let Me Go, Assassin's Creed, I guess, the video game. Or maybe there was a movie on it. Was there a movie on it? Yeah. It was. Uh, 45 Years. Um, yeah, but these are not movies that I necessarily gravitated toward. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Does she look like she can wear a, a mighty fine hat? Yes, okay. absolutely. All right, because that's, to me, I mean... The Benny Jesuits just have that mighty fine hat. Yeah, so they need it maybe if they if they do it that way for this movie, right? Well, I think that, so. Those are our, our our thoughts. Any Jim, do you have any thoughts on this lady? I I have enjoyed this this lady's performance and everything I have ever seen her in, and uh, and I think she's really pretty. How many love letters have you written her, Jim? Jeez, I I, <laughs> I, I should probably start, but. Um, <laughs> And and she definitely has the acting chops to pull this off. Well, that's good to hear. Well, yeah. we do have some listener feedback on the cast. Do you want to hear some of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Barwick said, solid-looking cast could turn out great. Um, and Randy uh, Rathlake, Rathlake says Dave Bautista goes from being one of the most loved characters in the MCU to one of the most bizarre and cruel characters in the universe. Man, I love the multiverse. <laughs> uh, says, um, and uh, one person said, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, Christ, Christ, uh, uh Beard said, disappointed they didn't try for a more ethnically diverse cast. This is why I don't watch many sci-fi movies. Still, I do plan to see this one. So, what do you think? Ethnically diverse. Is this a criticism on the casting or on Dune itself? Maybe that's a bigger question. Well, I think I've mentioned several times that the, they have uh, different accents, naturally, a lot of these guys that I'm used to hearing. But, I mean, they all it is a predominantly white cast uh, outside of Zendaya. Um, but that said, like, is this in, but is that a Dune thing or is this a uh, Frank Herbert thing? Well, the Fremen could have easily been been portrayed by uh, like 
a lighter tan or even a darker tan, like Israeli, Middle Eastern type, because that's what the culture is kind of based around. Right. Um, could easily have made it like their that kind of descendant type look. I see what the, I see what he's saying, and I agree. I don't know what the solution is, and I I, I wouldn't be able to to make that casting on my own. However, you see stuff like the new Aladdin, where they like sought out to do the proper ethnic casting, and um, from what I understand, it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah. The only other, the only other comment we have is, um, from Velasquez Garcia, Jamie, I'm think I think I'm, or, I think I'm pronouncing your last name right. So, but Leto Atreides is a crucial character who deserves a better acting and treatment. Oscar Isaac sucks. So another vote for BB-8. Yeah. No, you guys. Apparently, it's a vote for BB-8. Yeah. Don't do that, okay? I didn't say (laughs) that I wouldn't accept Oscar Isaac in the role. I just don't picture him in the role. And that you'd prefer BB-8 to play. Yeah, apparently. To play the role. Get out of here. (laughs) BB-8 is a chair dog, okay? (laughs) Chair dog. Um, (laughs) No. I, I'm what I'm saying is is Jurgen Proknov is the ideal uh Leto Atreides to me. And whenever someone says, Okay, I'm going to cast this person as Leto Atreides, I'm going to measure that person against my ideal. And I don't see this in Oscar Isaac yet. But, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to stay open-minded and and say, okay, the guy's going to blow me away. Yeah, so what you're saying is you're willing to be proven wrong is what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're you know, uh, I'm going to go to the theater and see it, uh, even, even though I have some reservations about a couple on the cast. Um, and, you know, maybe I'll have a, an entire different picture of it. It's just I'm cautiously optimistic about this movie, and there's one reason and one reason only for that, and that is because Brian Herbert is behind it totally. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of advising. He's not really writing like the screenplay. No. But so, so I looked it up. Like writing credits, you're giving Frank Herbert, of course, writing credit for it. Uh, Dennis, uh, Villa, how do you, how do you pronounce that? Dennis, uh, Villanueva. Well, thank you. Villanueva. See, I can't pronounce it. Um, and then they have, uh, Eric Roth and John Spates, maybe I think is how you say it. And, um, and I'm looking up these guys, Eric Roth, uh, known for the insider farce Gump, uh, the curious case of Benjamin Button. Uh, so I mean, these are big movies. Mm-hmm. So potentially that's that is a positive. And then John Spates uh, is known for Prometheus, Passengers, Doctor Strange. So I mean, these are some heavy heavy hitters, right? One out of three. <laughs> One out of three. Well, <laughs> well you don't like Prometheus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, right? But Doctor Strange was good. I mean, yeah, Doctor Strange is good. So I mean, but you have all these people working together. Well, there's potential here. Yeah. Did 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 
I, I think he kind of dropped out there. It's probably a good thing because if I'm not mistaken, uh, was uh, David uh, dissing Prometheus? He was. Just a little bit. Okay. I believe my, my you exact hit, quote was. You, 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 <laughs> you, you can hit him with the loot later on, and I, it'll be fine. I, you know, it'll echo well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a real tough time prejudging something until I see it. Uh, and, you know, it, it's always been my contention in fandom that we do way too much of that yes. already. Yeah. You know, oh, this is going to suck because so-and-so is in that role, or that's going to suck because this guy's directing it. And you know what? Before Facebook, nobody gave a crap who was directing yeah. anything. <laughs> they just go to the theater and watch the movie and decide whether they liked it or not. Bar. Are you there, Jim? Yeah, what's that? Uh, it, hang on. I just, uh, I lost you for a second. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so uh, can you repeat what you just said about prejudging and contention? Oh, well, I'll try and reconstruct it. Um. I think we have way too much of that going on in fandom today. You know, so-and-so is acting in a movie. Oh, this is going to suck. You know, uh, somebody gets announced as a director. Oh, that's going to suck. And, uh, you know, I, I, you take years ago before, before Facebook and where you can say anything, spill anything out you want and not be held accountable for it. Uh, Nobody give a crap who directed what. That's true. You know, uh, and so uh, you went to the movie and you watched the movie and you either liked it or you didn't. And you may go to the office on Monday and talk about, oh, geez, I saw a horrible movie over the weekend. And then, okay, then I won't go see it. Yeah, but you know now now you have people that go to a movie just so they can sit down and and trash it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and and I and I and I, and I hear you, and I think that it's important to know at least from my end. I'm sure David that we talk about these characters and whether or not we can see them in these roles doesn't mean they won't carry them off. And again, a lot we said will depend on how well written it is. Because these are all yeah. competent actors. We've seen them do some very, I at least I think they've done some good work in other movies. Putting them together as a, as a cast is only going to, they're only going to be as strong as the writing in and as a direct, the direction is. So will it, will it be written mm-hmm. well? Will it be directed well? Well, these are things that are going to be, the time will tell and we won't know closer to the time. So I think that brings us to a closing thought here. Absolutely. Okay. I want to, each of us to choose one guy and one lady to be in this movie. And you can tell me what role they would be in and you can replace people who are Ooh. currently Ooh. already cast just one of each, uh, and where you would put them. Uh, who, who would you want to see in this movie and under what role? Oh, really? You're putting us on the spot. I'll go. So yeah, you I'll pick. say people <laughs> past or future or present or what? No, they have to be alive now. Like it has to be feasible. Okay. Okay. So I'm oh, going to say, yeah. I'm going to say this. I would be down for Daniel Craig to play Duke Leto Atreides. Hmm. I think that he could do, he's very, like, 
good at being uptight and and kind of I think he would be good at that role. He doesn't look like the kid, but I think he would be good as a Duke Leto. Uh, and for the female, I would choose Jessica Chastain to be Lady Jessica because, I mean, I might be in love. So what, what can I say? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think the easiest one for me to cast is Duke Leto, like if I were to do it. And uh-huh. that, like initially when you say it, I'm like, well, who is the most regal person when I see – coming out of this. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm torn. Like Anthony Hopkins like feels that way, but he's a bit old for the role. And I acknowledge that, but like, or maybe uh, Ian McKellen might also like just the wise sage. That's part of it. Or the uh, guy from American gods that's in Hellboy as well. Oh yeah. What's his name? Um, he, he's good in that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, so I think that that's a part of it. Um, I also, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the only one that I can cast off the top of my head. What about Lee? I, I, re- I really wanted to put Hayden Christensen somewhere just to piss people off, but, um, but you know, again, I don't know. I think that I think that um, that's that's my thought. I don't have a female that you don't. Right, have, you don't you, no. that, that I would, um, Lady Jessica. Zoe Zoe Saldana, Zoe Saldana, yeah, Leslie. I think that she could pull it. She could. She could. She could. You see, especially I'm going especially less off her work in Guardians of the Galaxy, more off her work in Star Trek, and that. Zoe Saldana could play anything, and Jim would be there. But that that (laughs) woman is. Amazing. Could she play BB-8 as Duke Leto? <laughs> what about Paul Trades? Paul Trades. Why would you want to cover her up like that? I'm just saying. You said she could. You said she could play anything, and if, if you want to challenge her, challenge throwdown. Yeah. Yeah. She could. She could play anything, and I'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, Jim, it's I'm, your turn. Uh, no, and, and and I'm not talking about any kind of a of an attraction here. Yeah, she's pretty. But, but gosh, darn every, you, you see her in things and then you listen to her in an interview or something. My goodness, it, she's, everything she's in has a different dynamic and mm. she really, really brings it out. Um, she's very much into her, um, into her character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So is that your two Zoe Saldana and BB-8? There you go, works. Who are your two? Who are your two? My two? Yeah. Daniel Craig is Duncan Idaho. Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You don't think he's I'm a little old that. for Duncan Idaho? Uh, no. Because Duncan Idaho uh, is definitely older in this. But, all right. Personally. Go, anyways, go ahead. Um, I am a female. Oh, wow. Hmm. See, I just contest that. Because Duncan Idaho's got to stay younger for three movies down, hypothetically. And then, as far as a female's concerned, in for the Reverend Mother, I would put in Helen Mirren. Oh. Okay, I oh. see it. I, I buy I, it. I, I, I could be down with that. Buy it. All right. Yeah. So, those those would be my exchanges. But I, you know, the the person they cast is is good. She'll be great. Yeah. Well, you know, so, uh, you know, I, th- I think as we're wrapping up the show, we talked a lot about casting. Um, 
We can talk a little bit about what some other avenues of the movie as well. And any news that comes out, we'll obviously be talking about in future shows. And there's been news coming out. and We've only talked about casting, so we'll hit some of that. Plus, anything that you guys want us to talk about, we'll, we'll share your we'll share our thoughts and uh, have a lot of fun doing it along the way. But I think that's about it, right? Yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, of course, you can find us at DuneSoccerPodcast.com. You can email us at TheDuneSoccerPodcast at gmail.com. That's correct. Uh, find course, us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Or Twitter. Anywhere else. Yep. So once again, for the Dune Saga Podcast, I'm David Moulton. I am Scott Herzog. And I'm Jim Arrowwood. And may Shai Halud clear the path before you. 